your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The chief medical officer reports 449 COVID-19 tests completed over the past 24 hours, with seven people testing positive for COVID-19. Six are travelers who returned on recent evacuation flights, and one is a known contact of a previously reported positive. They all remain in isolation. Overall, we now have 93 confirmed cases, 54 recoveries, and more than 5,300 people have been tested. Despite the number of cases continuing to increase, His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper remains cautiously optimistic about the containment of the outbreak and that restrictions can soon be relaxed. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. When it comes to where we are at the moment, Governor Roper says there is a real sense of cautious optimism. We're optimistic because I think it is really significant that um, we've had nobody for over two weeks now with symptoms of, of COVID-19 reporting to our clinics and our clinics remain uh, very quiet. I do think that is really important. During Wednesday's COVID-19 briefing, the governor stated we're cautious because there are still cases of COVID-19 popping up from the various screenings being conducted. He says what this means is we can move to the next phase of government's suppression strategy, level three, as early as next week. But we have to do that in a careful and cautious manner keeping the social distancing going, basic hygiene, and really just trying to avoid groups of people meeting, which is still a, a huge risk for us. But I think we can be confident and we can be optimistic and we can be hopeful um, that we are making extremely good um, progress. Governor Roper also took time to commend the Premier and his team for their efforts behind the scenes to respond to this quite unprecedented COVID-19 crisis. Reporting for Radio Man News, I'm Shanda Gallego. The governor says work is still underway on flights to help Indian and Filipino nationals get back home. At Wednesday's briefing, he said progress is being made and hopes to have an announcement on that soon. Tomorrow, two evacuation flights are scheduled on Cayman Airways for Miami and a Dominican Republic flight confirmed for May 17th. If there is still space, you can book online at caymanairways.com or call 949-2311. Some 80 people are heading back to Cayman on the Miami flights. Now, as more repatriation flights are being rolled out, Cayman Airways says ensuring a safe and healthy flying experience remains a top priority. Here's Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin with the details. In their latest coronavirus update, airline officials say regular cleaning practices have always met or exceeded all regulatory guidelines, both locally and in the markets served. Cayman Airways says all catering equipment on board the aircraft undergoes a thorough sanitization regime, and all staff are being briefed on the best practices and health advisories issued by the World Health Organization on how to stay germ-free and healthy in the fight against COVID-19. To find out more, visit caymanairways.com slash coronavirus. Virus. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. A popular question for many of late has been, what is it like to be tested for COVID-19? Radio Cayman's Felisa Rankin-Solens has more. Port Security Officer at the Port Authority, Diane Manderson, gives her version on the COVID testing process in Grand Cayman. It was just a little discomfort, but other than that, it was okay. It was very simple. It took just a few minutes. You drove in give them your name, number, they give you a vial, you go to the end, then a nurse comes out. As a frontline worker, Ms. Manderson felt it was her duty to be tested. Because we're frontline workers, so we have to make sure that everything is okay. Fellow frontline worker Anya Rankin-Christian, employed by Cayman Islands Airport's authority for Charles Kirkunnell International Airport, describes her experience of testing in Cayman Brac. Testing was conducted at 
the Aston Ruddy Civic Center, which is where the flu headquarters is set up in Cayman Brac and it was drive-through testing. We did not have to exit our vehicles. Dressed in full personal protective equipment, staff were thorough and efficient, says Ms. Rankin Christian. And they were extremely professional with masks and gloves on and had a sterile swab in a enclosed plastic case in his hand. He opened the swab in the front of me so that I knew it was completely sterile. You're supposed to cover your mouth with either tissue or a mask because there is a risk of coughing after doing the test. For some, swabbing one nostril is sufficient. For others, both may need to be swabbed. Unfortunately, in my case, he did have to use the right nostril. And um, it was over and done in less than two minutes. The test is not painful per se, but it is extremely uncomfortable. Um, they push the swab right up to the back of your nose. They move it around for a bit trying to collect a, a fluid sample. And once the sample was collected, they told us that we were clear to go. Test results were received within 48 hours of testing. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. It is important to remember the experience differs from person to person. For some, it may be minor, triggering some coughing or sneezing. Others have had nosebleeds. Some people say it actually hurts. Other people say it was just mildly uncomfortable. Foster says rumors of a closure at its countryside store today due to team members testing positive for COVID-19 is false. The grocery store management says should they receive a positive result, the community will be alerted immediately. Until then, they're open for business and will continue to follow social distancing guidelines, wear masks and sanitize, and clean stores as well as high touch point areas throughout the day. Because the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in the Cayman Islands has been low, getting support from Cuban medical professionals is now off the table. Early on in the pandemic, you may recall the Cayman Islands government reaching out to Cuba about the possibility of supplying medical personnel to help us here if needed. Health Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour Wednesday said that is no longer a necessity. We are most thankful for where we are in terms of the numbers we're seeing and are hopeful that this trend will continue, whereby we won't uh, need the additional um, outside medical assistance. But this dialogue was started and it's most important that it actually started. So if needed, <laughs> we can quickly pick up on this. But no urgency at this point and we're, we're thankful to God for that. Cuba has already supplied doctors to Belize, Jamaica, Antigua, and Barbuda, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines, St. Kitts and Nevis, Haiti, St. Lucia, Grenada, and Dominica to help fight COVID-19. The National Roads Authority is conducting critical road infrastructure projects while taking advantage of the reduction of the number of vehicles on the island's roads during COVID-19. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has the details. The NRA has underscored that crew members and contractors who will be conducting the roadworks will be tested before being phased into work. In addition, crew members on work sites will be provided with personal protective equipment and will have to adhere to safety protocols and social distancing guidelines. Among the projects to be undertaken over the next few weeks include the upgrading of the Chrissy Tomlinson and Grand Harbor roundabouts located in the Red Bay and Prospect areas. A number of major roads across Grand Cayman will also undergo asphalt resurfacing. Those roads to benefit from resurfacing will include Shedden Road, North Sound Road and West Bay Road, which would ordinarily be difficult to pave during heavy traffic. 
Minister of Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure, the Honorable Joey Hugh, has said that planned expenditure for 2020-2021 infrastructure work includes over $25 million in road projects that will provide a much-needed stimulus to the local economy during the COVID-19 crisis. The NRA is also gearing up for construction on a new road that will provide a connection between Sparky Drive and the roundabout adjacent to Georgetown Landfill on the Esterly Tibbetts Highway. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. Although the doors to the National Museum are shuttered at the moment, the team is still hard at work preparing for an incredible new installation. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller speaks with curation and collection manager Deborah Barnes-Tabora to get the details. So I understand you have something really cool in the pipeline for the museum. We're very excited about the museum's new animatronic figure, which will bring to life an otherwise static judicial display and serves the museum's mission, numerous goals and objectives to honor and celebrate Caymanian pioneers, Caymanian women and the Caymanian dialect whilst engaging audiences and diversifying the museum's educational offerings. So we got to know. Who's the animatronic? The figure is a life-size, lifelike personification of Miss Annie Hulda, who is a strong woman with numerous personal and state achievements and whose work included the welfare and protection of children, our lands, and natural resources, in particular the development of the Water Authority, who coincidentally is the figure's key sponsor. We are very grateful to Dr. Julia Frederick and her team, who heard her plea, saw our vision, and opted to sponsor the development of the Miss Annie Holda Baden animatronic figure. So you did just briefly touch on it, but there are a lot of people to honor in Cayman. Why specifically did you guys choose to focus on Miss Annie? Museums exist to offer unbiased educational information in engaging ways. And the addition of the Miss Annie Holda Baden figure checks all of those boxes. We expect the arrival of the figure in early June, just a few weeks uh, off schedule. However, the reopening of the museum is to be determined. So it could be a while before we get to see it in person, but, you know, maybe there's a virtual option? Fortunately, the museum maintains a very fluid website where we plan to unveil the figure and aspects of the exhibition virtually on the 18th of May. International Museum Day 2020. Now let's check in with Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. She has a look at sports. Thank you, April. In sports for today, no pool, new solution. Stingray swimmers are competing in a lockdown challenge. The Cayman Island swimmers have been out of the pool for two months, but the competitive fire the Stingray Swim Club is burning as fiercely as ever. With the country's public swimming pools and beaches closed due to precautions over COVID-19, Stingray head coach David Persley has been keeping his swimmers focused on fitness and fun through daily virtual workouts and an ongoing club competition. This is way more detailed than what we originally had going. I had, you know, the workout videos and was doing Zoom classes with them, but you can see the motivation kind of dwindling. And when you're working with athletes, keep that motivation up. They're not doing it for fitness or to improve necessarily their healthy lifestyle, especially at the age with the athletes I work. So I needed to find a way to make it competitive and make it something that they could go after, that they could earn points for. 
And uh, so I put together what's called the Lockdown Challenge, where you get points for doing anything from, of course, all fitness aspects. So if you run a mile, you get two points. If you ride two miles, you get two points. If you do high-intensity exercise for 10 minutes, you get two points. So all the fitness stuff is there. And then you get six points for doing any of the written workouts that I have or the Zoom classes. And then on top of that, I tried to get to their creative side. So they're not just sitting at home staring at their phone screens or playing video games. I decided to put together some silly challenges. So we have a daily challenge every single day. It's worth two points. And then some big video challenges that are worth six points. So some of those video challenges are like put together a cooking video or put together a creative art or a creative build video. So they'll build something or show me some art that they worked on. It's just all different things that will get them out of their box and doing something that they don't necessarily feel comfortable with. And I'm out of their comfort zone. Right. And what are you hoping the kids get out of this, Coach? Well, definitely more than just fitness, but, you know, just something to take their minds off and distract them from their current situation. I think that, you know, it's too easy to sit there and be bored when there's so many things they could be doing just in their own homes. So to give them some incentive, you know, to say, hey, the top winner gets ice cream delivered to their house in each age group. And so that's been a pretty good motivating factor. I've been actually shocked by what some of the kids are doing and they're putting together some of the most creative things. And, and it's great to see because as a swim coach, even if you spend, you know, with some of these athletes, I spend 20 hours a week with them in very normal time, but you still don't get to see that creative side of them or some of the other things about them that don't necessarily show in everyday practice. So Beyond the caps and goggles, I get to know these kids and see some of their talents that I wouldn't normally be exposed to. So it's been great for team building as well to try to, you know, to kind of get to know the athletes and, and what they're into and what their hobbies are and all that. It's actually been a really positive. Wonderful. I see due to your lockdown challenge, it has earned you international attention by Ioana. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome. Tell us about that. Well, the Ioana people, they, they are doing interviews on Instagram, live interviews where um, one of the coaches the coach from Suriname, he interviews uh, different coaches from around the Caribbean and within the Uwana, with all the Uwana federations. They just thought that what we were doing was something creative, you know, beyond what most teams are doing at this point. And so they were kind of excited just to talk about the other side of things, not just, hey, what kind of dryland program are you putting together or what kind of workout program from home are you putting together, but how are you keeping the kids engaged and keeping the kids motivated? So that was a good interview. It was great to hear some of the things that they're doing and compare. And I think it's great stuff. I mean, at this time, especially you see coaches from around the world kind of gathering together and feeding off of each other because it's new territory for everybody. Coach, if this coronavirus pandemic ends tomorrow, are your athletes ready for the pool to get back absolutely. into international competition, you'd say? International competition, no, absolutely not. But they're in shape. They're in, they're in great condition right now. If it ends tomorrow, then we're in a really good spot because we would normally take a two-week break during this time. Plus, they would have had the taper, which is where we taper down from the work that we've done. So there's a little bit of detraining during the taper. And then they have the week of the meet where they're not training. And then they've got the two weeks after. So there's really four weeks where there's not heavy training. There's up to six weeks, really, for some of the athletes where there's not heavy training. So we're at that point where right now we're probably in better shape than we would have been otherwise, like just physical conditioning. But there's 
definitely a difference between physical conditioning and swimming shape and feeling for the water and, you know, the technical prowess that they would normally have. Once they jump back in the water, it's going to feel funny for the first couple weeks. Additionally, Coach Persley has drawn on connections to the international swimming community, giving Stingray swimmers the opportunity to attend virtual meetings with guest speakers, including former Olympic swimmers. Thank you, Dion. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.